Welcome back to Daily DVR. We've got a very special show for you today. My name is Axel, and you can hear that my voice is very deep. (laughs) Uh, I've had a pretty bad cold for a while, so our Mayor of Kingstown finale is a little late. Uh, Heath and I have just confirmed we'll be recording that on Wednesday. Um, Also, uh, oh, actually on Tuesday, I'm sorry, tomorrow. And on Wednesday, we're going to be recording our first Yellow Jackets podcast. And then on Friday... Keith and I are going to be recording our first rabbit hole podcast, so hopefully my voice gets better, but if it doesn't, I'm going to have amazing people with me like I have right now. It's Andy. How you doing, Andy? I'm great. I am super excited to just talk some TV because it's been a long time since I've done any TV talk. I think the last time I was on a TV one was back when we did the top 10 list, which was seems like forever ago. I guess it's only three months, but seems like forever ago. Gosh, that does seem like forever ago. Yeah, um, we were doing Around the Couch. Now, today, we're going Around the Dial to a show that We've never talked about before, except on the podcasts you're talking about, the end of the year shows. And I didn't have anything to say because I hadn't watched it, but I got sick and I said, I better watch this damn show. Today, we're going to be talking about Succession, the HBO hit now in its fourth season. The season four premiere happened last night. Andy and I both watched it. We're going to chat about it, talk about basically what we've liked about the entire series. Um, and I'm kind of excited because like I said, I I had tried watching this show like four different times, never got past, I think, the third episode. And then I got sick. I said, I got to just try again. And I just sat there and I just kept it on, right? I just kept it on. <laughs> I didn't look at my phone or anything. I just kept watching the show and by the maybe the fifth episode or so, I think I got it. I understood the tone. But you've been with this show from the beginning, Andy. Tell us about your succession journey. Actually, I have not been with the show since the beginning. Uh-huh. I, I, I actually have a similar story. The part of why I kept pushing you so long to watch it is I had a similar story. I started, I bet I started the first season five or six different times. I bet I've seen the pilot in the second episode three, four, five times because I was like, I just can't, I cannot get into it. And then it was between season two and three and season, th- it like the promos are starting for season three to come back. And all these people that I like all the people on the ringer and all the seven walls and all those guys were just raving and said, this show is amazing. It's one of the best shows ever. So I'm like, all right, I did what you did this season. And I was just like, okay, I'm just going to power through this damn thing. And it actually took me, I think, till episode six or seven of season one before I really all of a sudden everything clicked with me. And then I became obsessed with it. I binged almost the whole thing leading up to the first two seasons right before I started watching live, I think, in season three. Okay. So then so it's so I haven't like say it's not like I've been with the show for five years or whenever the last first season started, but. It, it's a show that really grew on me, and it took me a while to understand, not understand, but kind of like you were saying, just to get on the same level as the show. Because, And I tell this to a lot of other people that I try to tell that they would like it. It's like you got to get past those first four or five episodes. I mean, I know that's a lot to ask today with so much TV on that's quality, but I think it's – I really think it's worth it. And I just – I love the the way that it slowly builds to everything. And I think they kind of 
in the beginning, it took a little while to find. Some people will argue and say it was this way from the beginning, but I think they kind of stumbled a little bit at the beginning trying to figure out what what the what the plan was or Agreed. what the what the tone was supposed tone, to be. I mean, like that's the word, Andy. Tone. Yep. There was. I mean, I know that like Adam McKay was directed the first episode, I think, and was heavily involved. And I, th- from what I've been able to tell, when he kind of moved more to an exec role and Jesse Armstrong took more of the reins of the show, I think it's vastly improved. I think the tone has been straightened out and the, I don't know, it was because like Adam McKay, a lot of his stuff, I love some of it and I really dislike other parts. I mean, it's, he's very hit or miss with me. So it's, I, I don't know. I think that was a big part of it. I don't know for sure. Cause obviously I wasn't in the production room or the writing offices or anything. So I have no idea for sure, but that's kind of what it feels like. And I think it's a show, a rare show that's gotten stronger each season i think i think it's in some ways it reminds me of breaking bad in that way where it it gets it gets better and better and better and also like breaking bad most of the characters i really can't stand i can't stop watching them but i just do not for the most part do not like any of the characters and that's i think it takes a special kind of show to have that many dislikable people and you still want to watch it yeah because i there's other shows i have or movies that i'll turn off because it's like i don't like any of these people and i can't but the, i think <laughs> something about this show just I can I can stay with it and like I said I'm 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 addicted to it. it's not the right word because it's not a show it's not like Lost or something where I'm rewatching episodes all the time but it's just a I just I love being in this I love watching this world I would not want to be in this world I guess might be a good way to say it so I don't yeah. know do you have anything to add to that Yeah I first off I want to totally agree with you about the tone I think the first couple episodes had almost a slapstick McKay quality to them. I'm not a fan of Adam McKay, actually. I don't get why people like his movies. and, and I mean, his serious stuff, okay? Yeah. Step Brothers is one of the greatest comedies ever made. He yeah, is an anchorman. Yeah, yeah, anchorman. He is an amazing comedic director and writer. And I think he is a shitty social commentary, commentarian, because he's so obvious it's so over the top. He's no subtlety. I just feel well, like it. That, ju- that's the perfect. That's the perfect word. No subtlety. Even yeah. his comedies that are great, it works for the comedies because they shouldn't exactly not not being so like a lot of the first couple episodes reminded me a lot of The Big Short, which yeah. is a, a movie that. Thank you. I thought it was okay, but oh, yep. the praise and all the Oscar nominations and everything, I'm like, really nope. this. So, Very yeah, self-congratulatory, just like his climate change movie, which was terrible. Yeah, it's so very self-congratulatory, yeah. congratulatory, um, and I just feel like it's a big pat on the back. Like, look at me. I, I, I know what's right. It's like, okay, dude, we all know what's right. Even the bad people know what's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yep. <clears throat> excuse me, but I, I'll give you an example is in the second episode there's this whole dumb comedic routine of cousin Greg trying to get into the building and he doesn't have his card yet. And he's yep. like dropping stuff and, and it's so dumb. And then it's followed by, I think a scene that's very subtle and biting. And I was like, okay, Armstrong, that's what he did. And when you, there was a, a movie that, uh, Jesse Armstrong wrote called in the loop with James Gandolfini. It was a really, oh, yes. I love that movie. That was funny. It, even when it got slapsticky because it has that kind of, I don't know, maybe that British subtlety to it. 
that was also with uh what's his name the guy that created veep i think wasn't it yes you're right um armando, armando Iannucci, Ar- maybe Iannucci, yes good job yeah. so that i love you know the the uh, and even a lesser veep is what it seemed like they were going for mm-hmm. and then i think you're right i think mckay kind of took the step as usually happens with like a director comes in kind of yep. does the bible of the show yep. but then it, it it really gelled with me and it started to get funnier and i understood how damaged these people were i understood that that's what we were supposed to see because i think with a show like this it can become like billions where the mask becomes the face and it starts out as this social commentary and people watching it are making fun of these idiot billionaires. And then what it really turns into is a bunch of people watching it because they want that lifestyle. Yeah. Right. And I'm sure the that it becomes a face. That's a good, ter- that's a good phrase for that. I well, didn't, I, I hadn't think, thought of it like that, but it, yeah, it, a lot of people did that with yeah. world of wall street. When that came out, a lot of people be, yes. came, like took the wrong messages from that movie. Even that's a movie I love, yeah. but yeah, sorry, continue. No, well, it just, it always reminds me of like when Kurt Cobain, had to write like liner notes of like, hey, if you're a dumb jock who loves our music, fuck you. We love gay people. <laughs> we love black people, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. because that happened. The, the hard music attracted this audience and you end up with a bunch of idiots slam dancing or what, you know what I mean? Like who yeah. aren't listening to the lyrics and oh, that's another story. But I think that goes to show for <laughs> succession because I think even today, who loves this show so much? A lot of times it's like the quote unquote, the coastal people, right? And mm-hmm. you have like Vulture writing endless articles about it. And I yeah. think a lot of people watch this show and the over and over again, they're riding in, in like SU, black SUVs in tandem to helicopters and the music yeah. kicks in. And it's yep. for some people, I think that, gives them chills and they're like, I want that life. I want to ride like that. I want to be on a yacht in this place. I, Oh my God. Yeah, take the private, private jet yeah, to the PJ. Or, yeah. I want to take my PJ just landed for yeah. me. And I think for you too, Andy, maybe perhaps more grounded people. You look at that and you go, what a vapid fucking lifestyle. Like this yep. is, this is what you, you have billions of dollars and this is like, I'm constantly watching this show going, you have billions of dollars and you dumb fucks who just keep on sitting in a room arguing with each other and talking about your dicks and vagina. Like, it's just so stupid. Uh-huh. And they're all idiots. They're all so damaged, especially Brian Cox. And they get into a little about that when you meet his brother in the beginning. But yeah, it drew me in, man. And I, I just, I think that it's also not that complicated, right? Like, it feigns a deepness that it doesn't really have. Like the machinations of the corporations and what's happening is actually rather simple when yeah. you come down well, and that's to that's what it. The, the characters themselves are all that way. They, yeah. It's like I, part of the, like in this late episode last night, I thought the, the whole thing about the, 
the kids trying to at the beginning before they decide to try and take over the other corporation is doing the 100 thing yeah and i'm like this is like <laughs> this is like the this is the perfect metaphor for the show because it's a bunch of people think or the family members thinking they are so intelligent and so yeah. we're gonna do this land they're not doing jack shit they're having this dumbest idea you've ever heard of and when they say it's gonna cost a billion dollars whatever it is it's gonna flop instantly yeah. it's gonna i mean and it's just it's like what you said about the show is the show i think that's part of what the genius of the show is is it it it's not as like say they they try to be intelligent, but the, I think it's that's purposeful. They try to be intelligent, but they're actually not intelligent. I think that's part of the brilliance of the show, if that makes sense. Kind of like what you were saying, where it's just they're just they're not they're not they're idiots. They think they're insanely smart, and I mean, they're the the stuff they're doing is not yeah, like even definitely. even Logan says something to the kids at the end of this episode where he's like. All you did is had the highest number. I'm like, that's the same thing you do. That's why you're so pissed off. They're yep. just like you. And it's, this is not, you're, none of you people are nearly as intelligent as you think you are. That's part of why that's part, part of what I'm hoping to see in the show is that they, I'm assuming they're going to get their comeuppance of some kind, whether they go bankrupt or whatever. I don't even think that's the point of the story, but I, just, I, yeah, the, the whole, they're not nearly as intelligent as they think they are thing, which I mean, even, even Skarsgård, um, what the heck can they go to his character's name is. I mean, even he's the same kind of thing where, yeah, he's this billionaire, but he's like, this guy's a moron. I mean, it's, so it's, yeah, I, I, I get, I, bored, I just I get bored easily. I, yeah. you know, I have to like these, it's very, um, these are the kind of people who are like, I'm an alpha, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. first of mm-hmm. all, scientifically, that doesn't exist in humans. But keep on telling yourself that you're an alpha just because what you are <laughs> is a prick, right? Like, you're just what you're trying to do. And it's the same thing with Brian Cox is mask your fragility and mask the fact that you are a broken internally person. And again and again, this show shows that because what is it really? It's basically just a family, right? Like the billions of dollars, the corporations, the politics, all the people's lives that they're fucking over, the scandals, the calling the president. This is all just bullshit to them. And what they Mm -hmm. really want is their daddy to love them. And what he really wants is his children to tell him, you did good. You actually did good, dad. All the horrible shit that you have done to be powerful and to do all this, you're actually, we love you and we respect you and you're awesome, daddy. Just like at this one too, again, which is at Logan's birthday party, which we've seen before, right? The very first, that was a callback to the first episode. Yeah. yeah, Where everyone showed up to that one and this one, no one showed up to. And and, And when you look back at that episode, I and see where the kids are. This is why I've stayed with the show because it did start to grow. And the heart of the show is someone we haven't even really mentioned yet, which is Kendall, right? Mm-hmm. He, Jeremy Strong is without a doubt succession. I know people can say it's Brian Cox, but it's really Jeremy Strong. This guy is an amazing actor. And what happens in the finale of season three and his breakdown and before that, the too much birthday episode, which yeah. I think is is one of the best episodes of TV that I've seen in a really long time. I can see why people really loved it. Mm-hmm. For me, was 
amazing and the depth of his character. And I know he's famously um, a, a crazy, uh, what do they call it again? Where he, he plays the character all method. the time. Yes, he's a method actor. And Brian Cox is, even before watching the show, I knew this because you can't escape it where he is this character and man, the breakdown he has in the dirt at the mother's at their mother's wedding and just the way their pants get all dirty, which is purposeful, you know, and the way that what precipitates the breakdown and his admission that he killed that kid, which he really didn't. And the way that Roman says it to him is actually 100% true. Right. Like you did try to save the kid. And first of all, the kid grabbed the wheel, you know, even when I watched it, I thought to myself, because I knew that was going to happen. I was spoiled on that, but it Mm. didn't matter. But then when I saw it, I was like, wait, this isn't at all the way people made it out to be like, yeah, he was fucked up, but the kid grabbed the wheel and then he went and tried to save the kid. Yeah. Even after it was obvious that the kid was probably already dead or knocked out, you know, so um, he did run away. Of course, you sh- he, maybe he could have helped if he called 911 or whatever European 911 there is, 119. <laughs> but um, <laughs> <laughs> I just think Kendall is amazing. And yeah, Jeremy oh, Strong and- brings the cat. Okay. Oh, I, I just want, want to say I'll finish what I was going to say is yeah. what brought me back into it is and with this episode you see the birthday party is that they're not there and the way that the kids are relating to each other in this episode where they actually say hey i love you or hey listen let's be honest here let's really they are growing there Mm -hmm. is actually growth there and it, it of course it took three seasons to get there but they are growing so for that i give the show credit and that's where it hooks you right because we're sitting here and we're saying these idiots, these billionaires, everything, but yet the show has a way of making you care about them. Right. And yep. making you want them to love each other and be honest with each other. Well, and that's the, uh, I mean, before I forget about the Jeremy strong thing, when you're talking about the acting thing, I don't know if you've read it, but cause it had a lot of spoilers that came out during the last season. I think I want to say it was vanity fair. It was either Vanity Fair or Vulture or somebody did a yeah, huge Vanity interview Fair. with Jeremy. Yeah, I yeah. haven't read it yet. I should go and it's read that. Definitely worth reading it because it's like I bet Brian, I bet him, I bet the rumors about him and Brian Cox like not talking at all when the cameras are not rolling are true because I've heard Brian Cox give interviews about how much he hates method acting and he's like he thinks it's stupid and all this. So it's very two different very styles, but it's it's worth reading that. But the uh, one of the things when you're saying the heart of the show, I think actually in a lot of ways, I think secretly the heart of the show is also Roman. To some extent, yeah. because Roman tried, Roman is basically, I mean, like you said, he lives in fear of his father. He's been beaten down. Like he was the one in this episode. I, every once in a while, he'll say little things. And I'm like, I feel bad for him because like in this episode, even when, when they're talking about buying, uh, I, can't, I can't think of the name of the other Jim media. Jam? <laughs> no, no, not Gojo. The, Gojo. <laughs> the uh, Pierce or what is it? Pierce. Yeah. yeah. They're talking about buying Pierce and. He's like, you just want to, he goes, he like, he says to Kendall, he's like, let, can't we just do the smart business move here? You just want to buy this to fuck over dad. And Shiv, you just want to do this to fuck over your husband. Like Roman, like, and Roman's the one who like tries to comfort Tan on the beach when 
when uh, Shiv goes and takes a phone call and just kind of stands. I mean, I think Roman tries to do the right thing, but he's just been so beaten down by his family that yeah. it's, I mean, I really feel bad for Roman. Roman, I like to say, Roman, I think, I don't want to, I hesitate to say my favorite character, but he's the one that I sympathize with the most. And I think he, I think he tries to grow and I think he's slowly, the three of them together. I mean, they're so good together. The three of them, I think their chemistry is amazing. And I just, I, yeah, they're showing growth. Like I said, I just, I love, I love that whole the, th- the siblings is the I think this maybe this is the siblings in general. All three of them together are the heart of the show, really. Yeah, for Ro- me, Roman is definitely the funniest. Um, just go, just thinking throughout this series, which of like I said, I just watched within the last week. <laughs> um, you're right about him being so beaten down because remember it was him that they locked in a dog cage and then they told him yep. he liked it. And then in the final episode of last season, he says, like, I can't remember what country it is. Or he's like, don't do a Bahamas to me. And they're like, what are you talking about? And he's like, remember, we agreed we were going to shoot dad with water guns. And then I started shooting and you guys, I look behind and you had left already. Yeah. You know, so that that was a metaphor going into it to how he felt and how you see the way Kendall, when we first start. Shiv is the darling, right? Mm-hmm. Then it becomes Kendall after his breakdown. Why? Because Logan has him at his lowest and has him in control, right? Then it becomes Roman. And Roman actually is the best business mind of all of them, really. Yeah, right? I don't think it's even close. I think he's by far the best business mind yeah. of them. We've seen Shiv make numerous mistakes and she always and both her and Kendall always fuck up when they have to deliver the punchline or talk to the client or plead their case or do their pitch. Well, it's like Shiv, I, I think Shiv's Shiv's biggest fault is that she she holds grudges and she takes things too personally. And Kendall's biggest fault is that he when he has a little bit of success, he get he falls back into his addictions and his self-destructive yeah, behavior. Because he's where, really so fragile. He's the yeah, and yeah. R- Roman just doesn't have any self. Even though he projects self confidence, he's there's no way he's confident. I think he he uses that, and that's what I think. That's the only way that um, that Logan taught them is like like there's a perfect metaphor or a perfect explanation of that in the party this time when he's like somebody make a laugh, somebody give me a somebody oh. give me a hard time. So instead of actually supporting each other, his way of supporting the kids was fuck off you asshole and oh, you're yes. a fucking moron and all this stuff and so it's <laughs> yeah well i uh, th- th- that's another thing which we're having to talk about is my own personal connection to how this dude is like exactly like my father but not as funny and that is <laughs> i mean i think there's a lot of he, he's a very typical irishy scottishy english like kind mm-hmm. of dad you know and i th- i'm so so from i mean telling like me saying something to my dad and then him being just fuck off is like natural. It doesn't even mean anything to me. So that, yes. that took me a little bit too to get into of the show too, because I think I actually liked Logan more because he reminded me of my dad. I had to <laughs> like him less and like the kids more, maybe because the kids reminded me too much of me, but actually... <laughs> We didn't have really this type of relationship. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, my father is not Rupert Murdoch, but I can understand. And I think a lot of people watching the show, it's just like with lost. Everybody has daddy issues, right? Mm -hmm. You, you, you can kind of cling to that. Um, 
But I think that Roman in particular too, and I think this is a casting thing where Shiv and, um, and other people may disagree when I say this, but this is my interpretation. Jeremy Strong and uh, what's the woman's name who played uh, Sarah Snook? Yep, Sarah are, Snook. Yep. Are incredibly attractive people. Like mm-hmm. they're very good looking. And mm-hmm. Macaulay Culkin's brother is not exactly the best looking dude. You know, no. he looks like he's about five foot one. He's he's a little tiny, little kind of weird looking dude. You know. Yep. And they play with that in the show with it, the weird sexuality sending the dick pickler, right? <laughs> like yeah. his obsession um, uh, with uh, what's her name? I got to bring the cast oh, up here with Jerry. Yeah. His obsession with Jerry um, yep. and, and the way that she uses it, right? More well, than I think, he, he realizes. I think- I think part of that too is that she's taken advantage of him in a ways because she, I mean, not necessarily taking advantage isn't the right word, but she's one of the few people that actually treats him like a, a person. And I, I think he, he did like, he, he, like, she's not yelling fuck off at him. Like her siblings are and all these other people. So I think that's, I think that's yeah. kind of what drew him in a little bit. And then she was able to t- take that to her advantage. Yeah, that is definitely true. Most. Definitely. And actually just what you're saying too, I'm just looking at the whole cast here. I mean, the rest, of, I mean, he really like uh, the guy that plays Greg, the guy that plays Tom. I mean, they're all decent. They all look good looking guys. And it's. Yeah, Kieran Culkin just doesn't have the, And I mean, I'm sure they make him look that way too, help it a little bit. But I mean, yeah, he's he's, not, hey, there's probably people listening who are like, oh, what are you talking about? He's a really cute guy. But I think but that he, he doesn't have the classic Hollywood leading yes. man type of look. Yeah. And, nor the presence either. And he develops yeah. that. As time goes on. Yeah, but I do think when casting, that is something on purpose, you know? Um, And I think that to see Roman grow over those three, over the three seasons, and that's really what I do enjoy about this show. I felt that season two was a little back and forth, a little repetitive. That's when they Mm -hmm. were trying to get Pierce originally, right? And I also felt that since Kendall kind of took a back seat in that season and was so muted, it was a wonderful performance on his part. You know, it's hard to draw people in, especially that's like a theater thing. And he is a theater guy, you know, in film, you go at the person in theater, right? You bring them in. I think that what he did was really wonderful, but it made the season a little more muted. And then to see his growth, especially in season three leading, you know, kind of, kind of leaning into his addictions and then seemingly handling them, but then not really, which really was such a, a commentary on addiction and on the addiction they all have. And like Shiv says, um, in the finale of season three, which we both rewatched last yesterday before or the day <laughs> yes. before, before the premiere, yep. 
when she says, you're addicted to the family drama, you're addicted to drugs, you're addicted to alcohol, you're addicted to sex. She's like uh-huh. just running down anything good in life, right? She's like, you're addicted. <laughs> all the fun, yeah, all the fun, fun hater. Exactly. <laughs> at, the, at which point Logan would have been like, fuck off. That's the fun yeah. stuff. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was masterful to see that growth, to see the growth in Roman, to see the growth in Shiv. And last night when her and Tom, you would think if that scene happened in season one and we had entered after their wedding and they were just breaking up, say at the finale, we never would have had a scene like that where yeah. she's like, I don't want to talk. And then he's like, well, I don't want to leave. And then they just end up holding hands Mm-hmm. being maybe making a little joke but being real being yep. real which is what we didn't see for almost three seasons of this show was anyone yeah. but can be real yep and yeah, actually acknowledging where they were and not putting on yeah. some face that of who they yeah, like i said putting on these masks and yep. the masks are maybe finally starting to come away a little bit yep. or fall away i'm sad for for when um when they're sitting on that bed and and he says to her, Tom's like, well, this makes me sad. And then I'm like, wow, that's like yeah. some deep shit there, dirty boy. What were they calling themselves? The dirty uh, boys? The uh, disgusting brothers. The disgusting brothers. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> the old, Now, the person who you see conversely becoming like them is cousin Greg, right? Yep. Yep. As they become more like he was when he started this innocent Rube who didn't have anywhere to live. Who's who was like worried about how he was going to pay for his suit, right? Like a, a, a problem we've maybe all had at some point, like I want this job, but can I afford to even show up every day? You know? Well, I mean, we've, we saw, we saw his whole journey just when he was just in that, uh, in that one conversation at the party when, uh, when Logan is like somebody, somebody roast me and, and he just, Greg just lets him have it. Season one, Greg would have never even said anything. And now he's like, I'm a cousin. I get a plus one. I mean, like he's, he's turning into that asshole, which is (laughs) a pretty amazing journey. I asked Logan for a selfie. Yeah. Oh my God. I was you know, this episode, I laughed a lot more in this episode than I have in quite a few of the other ones. That, yeah. That whole, every, well, I mean, Greg and Tom, everything with them is so ridiculous. It's hilarious. But I feel the laughter comes, for me at least, one of the reasons why I had a, a problem laughing even in the first couple episodes is because you start the whole thing off with that awful baseball scene when he when that kid thinks he could win his family a million dollars, right? Yes. And like oh, then God, Logan's like, sorry, that. kid. Yep. You know, and tosses him like a watch or some shit. Um yep. uh, th- Yeah, you know. to keep and the, and they pay him don't his lawyers at the, after they leave the lawyers pay him off with a little yeah. bit to say don't go to the press or something like that. Just terrible behavior like that. Um it's hard to laugh at. But when the yeah. people have real feelings that I did think this this episode for me kind of freed the audience in a, in a way. And, and really, it started with Kendall's admission of the kid dying and mm-hmm. the way Roman was like, I mean, I know it's a tragedy, but I had to wait 15 minutes to get a wine. <laughs> yeah, to get a gin and tonic. Yeah, I had to wait 45 minutes to get a gin and tonic. 
That was amazing. And see, that to me too is, it is very like, for me, I see it as like Irish humor. It's like at my grandmother's funeral, we listened to the jerky boys that that kind of <laughs> you know you gotta you laugh know? to keep from crying type of thing and at the and actually that might be why I connect with Roman more. I mean that's might might be why he's not like I said not my favorite character but the one I relate to the most because when I have stressful situations kind of like you're saying with the jerky boys thing when I'm in stressful situations I'm like I deal with it with humor. I mean me I, that's what I've always done. I've yep. always cracked jokes. I mean I've had people get mad at me before because I'll crack a joke at a funeral. I mean yes. not not a tasteless joke but just a joke. I'm like. It's. I've had to have long discussions with. I mean, my wife understands it now, but I've, I had to have long discussions with. Her. I'm like, I deal with that kind of stress by by making a joke and lightening the mood because that's. Yep. I just can't. I, I still can process the other way too, but I think that's why I, I really like Roman because that's obviously what he does, and he's had to deal with a lot of trauma and stress, basically being the runt of the litter for so long. Exactly. Well, Andy, there's a reason we get along. That's exactly how my family is. Like we would spend, I mean, we just like kind of cut each other down and sometimes it'd be a joke. And the thing that I loved about the progression of the humor on the show is when you get to a point, right? And it really is kind of the third season when they're cutting each other down, where they're being rude to each other. And somebody's like, is that person joking really? Yeah. You know, like, are you joking? Oh, I'm just joking. No, you're not. You're yeah. being mean to me. Yeah, I get a lot of that from the from the whole family where it's like they're they're pretending that it's jokes, but most of the time they're being like there's a there's a famous one, uh well not famous, I shouldn't say, but a a scene from I think it's last season with uh Tom and Shiv. And like they pretend to be role playing, and one of them's like, "I never loved you," and it's like when Shiv mm -hmm. says that to Tom, and it's like, and he's like, "Fuck you!" And I'm like, "You guys pretend like you're joking, but you're not joking. Everyone knows that's the case." And it's yeah, that that's done repeatedly with this family over the. Yeah. And I think that might be what I think you said. Like you said before, it's those masks are starting to drop, and I think we're starting to actually see some actual human honesty from some of the kids. So that's a good thing. Yeah, definitely. Um. Well, live during the show, um, I asked on our Facebook page, um, what are your thoughts on the Succession Season 4 premiere? And Gina says, I think Yellow Jackets had the better premiere, but this was solid. Annoyingly and per usual, the kids are playing stupid games and winning stupid prizes. Everyone smell Greg's finger <laughs> and guess what it smells like. Might have been the high point of the episode. Woo, Gina's coming in hot. Um, but I think she makes a good point, which I did want to say, we've been heaping a lot of praise on this show. And I do think even after talking to you for a little over a half hour here, I'm getting a deeper appreciation. That's why I love talking about TV. And thanks of course, for talking with me today, Andy and everyone for listening because it Thank makes you me for having me. <laughs> of course, it makes me think about the show. And Gina makes a good point, which is when they came in with that 100 stuff and then they were talking about, you know, I love when they do this stupid and having been a former journalist and actually in night in like, what was it? 1997 or 98, I used to write for something called eye marketing news, which doesn't exist anymore. It was a part of DM news, which was direct marketing news. And it was 
you know, the nascent internet and uh-huh. all, and it was the bubble and everybody was coming out and they'd have all these new companies and basically our editors would be like, will you just ask these motherfuckers how they're actually going to make money? And this, and that was, and none of those companies I wrote about exist anymore, you know, mm-hmm. though I did get to write about the first ever use of, of, of video on the internet to market a movie. And it was American psycho did oh, yeah. short little segments that they took clips. Like, I think that they may have shot it during the movie and kind of did a little like webisode thing. It was really early on. Anyway, wow, that yeah, was, that, that was fun. Um, but she brings up a good point, which is when they're like the 100, what is it? Well, it's kind of like the, uh, you know, it's like Twitter, but what's, what's that other thing? They just, I don't know. I can't even yeah, that, do like, it with vulture, with yes. uh, masterclass <laughs> and all these other. Yeah. That's what it was. Right. You wrap together Twitter yeah. masterclass. Um, and what's that? Yeah, there was thing? like four or five things all yeah. together. Yeah. The Atlantic, I think was one of them. Yes. Like, just, yeah. So it's, and you know, the thing about that scene too, it's doing the stupid games thing. Just the fact when they're talking about how that's that's going to be a billion dollar thing, and within two minutes they decide, nope, we're done with that, yeah. and they completely slam the laptop shut, and they're like, well, let's go take over Pierce now. It's, it's like that. It yes. just shows how ridiculously moronic the three kids are. And that's and, and I agree yeah. with Gina there. Playing the silly games, we're going to abandon this thing. We've. We, and and there was a little bit of a, a funny expositional dump there where they're like, I wrote my resignation letter. So did I. And I've spent two months, the last two months, trying to get people to join and give us money for this. And they kind of just like get bring us up to date. But it was I think it was yep. purposefully stupid like that, you know, Oh yeah. where they're just kind of like saying things, which why would you say this to each other if you've been doing this? Right. Like you wouldn't have a conversation like that. But then again, they might. Well, but, and the thing with the, the thing with them too is I don't know how much they, how many actual real conversations they have. I mean, most of their talking is talking about shit to each other. Well, I don't I know. Mean, That's the thing. That's the thing, right? Because there has been I mean, this is what I want to kind of retort to Gina in a sense, that is it possible it does seem repetitive going after Pierce again, going after their father again, abandoning something new, something that they can actually create themselves? Let's not forget what was the thing that Logan said to them when he beat them in the finale? He said, make your own fucking pile, right? Yep. Do it yourself, which is something my father would say to me my whole, do your own thing, be your own person, you know? Yeah. We're at the same time wanting you desperately to be a part and be a slave to what he's created, right? Yep. That's what make that's what gives him the power is to include his family in this why so he can control them and manipulate mm-hmm. them emotionally and otherwise. But I do retort to Gina and to myself as I was watching it because my heart sank a little bit when they were like, let's go after Pierce. And I was like, oh, not again. But then mm-hmm. but then Roman goes, not again. <laughs> right? Like yeah. he, yep. he said it. And then the way they discussed it, which you talked about earlier, I think, you know, and they were honest about it. 
it made me feel like sometimes, you know, you can go back by going forward. If it makes sense, you can kind of maybe redo, make up for a past mistake. So that leads me to my question for you. And I think that's the question for all of us watching. Did they really outbid him? Did they really win? Because let's not forget their bid is hinged on the fact that he yeah. sells out to Gojo. Yep. They yeah, need he can that money. In, yeah. If he, if he tanks the sale there, I mean, that's what they're, they're leveraging the whole thing with is the money from yeah. the Gojo sale. They still need they, daddy. Yeah. Right. So and they're not, I, I'm assuming this is a temporary victory that they're, they're so, okay. they're so oblivious. They don't even realize what's going to happen. He's, he's just going to say, well, we're going to restructure the deal or do something. So they're not going to have the money to get the financing. I mean, yeah, and and going from nine billion to ten billion or whatever the thing. I mean, like what? Oh, yeah, they're and how they're, the guy, they're being idiots for sure. And how their yeah. how their banker right or their financial advisor was like, yeah. this is fun, guys. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. He was not yeah. going to tell them no. At no yeah. point was that guy on the other end of the line, whoever whatever his f name was. Yeah, um, he sounded like a certain actor to me. I had it while I was watching and I was like, that sounds just like this guy. But then I kind of lost it. So when, if he pops up, he might never pop up. Um, but I think that's a recognizable actor that was doing, that was the voice, the financial voice on the other end. I don't think it's someone we've seen before. Cause that's another okay, fun not, thing I, about this show is people just all of a sudden they're important for like two seconds and then you never, they're disposable. Yep. Or they're important for two seconds and they show up again, 10 episodes later. Yeah. Exactly. Important, so, um, I just, I don't know what's going to happen. Is this a new way? Are they, are we actually seeing in the final season is Logan? Cause we end with him be doing like the Trumpian 2 AM call to Fox news, you know? What is yep. this shit? You know, like yeah, like, to get the guy fired, get the yeah. the guy, the anchor looks like shit or whatever he said. Yeah. So, is that what's going to happen? Are 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 they going to actually? Are we going to actually have to see them grow past this? Or by the next episode, is it going to open a couple weeks later? And we were supposed to at this point be like within twenty four hours of yeah. the Gojo sale, right? So is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? So that's why I say, let's wait on that, Gina. Are they really just playing the same game again? Or are, are the, is Armstrong and the writers here make kind of setting us up for that and then turning because the show and like I said, and, and um, uh, Roman said it a couple times, we're just doing the same shit again. Mm -hmm. And he was, and he was kind of mad at Shiv, right? Where he was like, yep. "You were never in on this 100, were you?" Like yep. it really hurt him. Yeah. So that makes me wonder too, because I was actually surprised that Roman went along with them in the finale last year. Yeah, I, and I, I, I some of that I think is just Roman's just his self confidence is so low that I mean. I know people that are like this where they, they've had been beaten down so often that even when they have a good idea or they have something they want to do, they'll 
they'll switch because some their their trusted people around them will not beat them into submission, but will mm-hmm. make them go back and not. I don't know. I think it's a self confidence thing with him. I think it really boils down to that. And he actually loves his family, and I don't know how much the other ones do. You know, I think they do. I really think they do. And I think that's one thing that I have learned after three seasons of this show is the reason why they all, this is the life they lead. And what we see of their life is this never ending struggle against each other and themselves is because they are completely codependent on each other and people get sucked into it. Even, even, um, even Logan's new girlfriend, not so yeah. new. She's been there since the beginning. Um, where, what her name is. <laughs> the funny, yeah. what he says, if you can get your, my dad's dick out of your mouth long enough. And they just keep <laughs> on saying that to her uh-huh. and she's like, okay. And just ignores them. But Carrie, Carrie, she's sucked into it too. Like Greg says to her, what are you? I'm his, I'm his advisor, confidant, friend and <laughs> an assistant right yeah. like she has all these different titles the way yep. the money and the power suck the people in and they kind of come for the money but stay for the family yeah it's, it's you strange know, that way when you're saying the codependent thing too i hadn't thought of that but that i mean that's how logan is too i mean they show they show it in that that diner scene was I I loved that scene where he's basically talking to a security guy and basically mm-hmm. saying you're you're my buddy you're my friend the security guy doesn't my even know what buddy. to say yeah he's like he doesn't even know and when he does start to talk Logan just cuts him off so it's I don't that that whole scene was like Logan I think is and between that and the birthday party just extremely lonely without his kids there so yeah. even though I mean I wouldn't Colin. be telling my kids to go fuck off all the time if that, that was my relationship with my kids but I just yeah it's it's a sad a lot of really sad sad stories in this show there are i mean all the characters that we get to meet whether it's um frank um uh carl you know all these people who kind of come into their or in their orbit are these sad people who are so used to being tossed off brought back and in the end though they are all still like super wealthy. And then they're all asked at some point, why don't you just leave? Well, I need to pay for the jet or whatever, but it's like, no, it's because this is their family. This is their, you know, abusive codependent family that they can't escape from. Mm -hmm. Um, Now we haven't seen, you know, who Fisher's Hugo hasn't, wasn't in this episode. I I think I I love, I noticed he was on the, he's in the opening credits. Now I noticed too. That's so he good. must be playing a big role this season. I'm glad to see him back. I'm I'm interested because when I when I first saw the credits of this show, I thought to myself because it's like the kids when they're younger, right? Yep. And a little and a bit of Ro, um, Logan when he's younger. I wonder mm-hmm. if we're ever going to get like an extended flashback that explains a little bit more of like, we see more of Logan's childhood or if we'll get a flashback or more um, information about who was it? Rose. Isn't that his first wife? 
You know, I can't remember because that the that's uh, Connor's mother, right? Yeah, that's Connor's so, mom. Yeah, and yeah. something I can't remember what her she name died, is, yeah. right? I can't remember. Did she die? I think I so. think I don't remember. so. And th- there was some. I mean, you just recently saw it, so your memory is still a little sharper yeah. on that than mine is. If so. my memory is correct, it's that she there was some kind of tragic death, and really she was the love of Logan's life. And remember that. Um, uh, Roman has, um, what's her name? Mention her at his, at the birthday party. She throws for him, uh, you know, that who, who she was only really in mostly in what season, a little bit of season two and season three. Um, yeah. what's that actress's name? Who talks out the side of her mouth all the time. Remember, uh, she was going to take over and be the CEO, Holly Hunter. Oh, Holly Hunter. Yeah. She was going to be the CEO, Raya. Yep. Ray or whatever she was called. Um, and he, she says, and let's remember his sister, Rose, but that's not his sister. That was really, I think, his first wife. But even a lot of that's mysterious. So I always wondered if we were going to get any of that. We only have what, like eight or nine more episodes left. I don't well, know. I'm looking at the uh, direct way. I'm looking, I found a succession wiki here okay. and it says, it says that Connor's mother is unnamed. Oh, okay. So that wasn't Rose. So Rose was his sister. That's what I don't know. For all it has on here for siblings is for Connor is Kendall Roman and Shiv or and Shiv all half siblings. Okay. Wait, and Rose Roy was the sister of Ewan and Logan. It's unknown what happened to her. Okay, so she was the sister, and it's a very sensitive topic. Okay, so I, I see that's that's very... Uh, we never hmm. see her, but the mere mention of her name is a big plot point during the retrospective. Okay, I see. I She's been That'd dead be- for some time. That would be interesting. I don't know. They haven't. Have they done any flashbacks? I don't remember no, any off the top of my head. I don't think they have. And it's interesting be, because the title sequence is a flashback. Yeah, for sure. That's. It, it would be interesting to see that. I don't know if we will though. I mean, there's. Only, I think there's. What? How many episodes are this season? The last one was only nine. So. Yeah, that's why I said eight or nine. I don't know. No, it could hmm. be nine. It could be 10. It could be more. Who knows? They could hit us with a two hour episode, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's interesting. I hadn't, I hadn't thought much about that history. It would be, it would be interesting to see that well, or to learn what, more about it. Even if we don't see it, have them talk about it at least. Yeah. You know, I always ask myself when we, when a show starts, I ask myself, why are we starting this show now? Right? Mm-hmm. So when this show starts, the reason why we're starting it is because Logan has a stroke, heart attack, whatever the fuck happened to him, right? He has a health scare and the kids yeah. get a taste of running the company and exactly. then they decide they want to run the company, yeah. And really, Kendall str- tries to strike at him and take over. Yep. Um, and we don't get a lot of that. We're, we're, we're really... Le- we're we're really left with knowing this character from our own uh, experiences with characters like a Rupert Murdoch or J.P. Morgan, whatever this who yeah. he is supposed Red to Stone be. Redstone or some yeah, of those guys, yeah, exactly. Who's he supposed to be? 
and then we find these little bits, we really don't ever understand why James Cromwell doesn't have an accent and he's the older brother and Logan does have an accent kind of right. Yeah. Like, and he talks when I first came to this country. So is it, is this like a kind of like a Christopher Jonah Nolan thing where one brother <laughs> there, even though they're brothers, one kind of grew up in Chicago and got yeah. the accent, you know, lost his accent. And one still talks like an Englishman. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. what's going on? But that adds all that kind of like, I, I think they're for me too, as a, uh, uh, my I'm second generation. Like my father was the first generation born in America. My grandparents are from Ireland. So I'm second generation America, even in the last 40 or 50 years has further separated itself from Europe, right? Like if we look mm-hmm. at politics, we look at society, at even music, right? Yep. Um, culture, America has separated itself. And you have the growth with Fox News and things like that of a segment, a large segment of America who feels only American, Right. They don't feel like they come like me. I feel like I am a European living in America. I always have. That's kind of when I think when you grow up and even on my mother's side, it's the same thing. When you grow up with that, a lot of my friends I find are first or second generation people or have a connection to their ethnicity, you know, their European ethnicity. And that's something that Logan talks about a lot. Right. And and I was going to say, even in the, I think it was the season finale from last year when he's, I think it's when he's talking to uh, Skarsgård and saying how, when he first got to America, the the media was all this way and all that. So he, he does. Yeah, you're right. He does talk about it. Mm -hmm. And he he changed it. Cause if he's, if ATN is really Fox news, which it is, we all know it is that that has helped to push away from that. Right. And mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen it recently with how how many Americans, Bannon, were involved in Brexit and involved yep. in a kind of, you know, worldwide push basically against democracy. Um, and that comes from America, which is supposed to be the place of democracy. And yet he created this. So the show has a lot to say about that. I wonder if. That's why I wonder if we'll ever get a flashback. We, when he visited Scotland, we got a little bit of that, you know, Yeah. how he didn't want to even go into his house. Remember they pulled up and everyone was standing yep. there and he's like, this is enough. Let's go. Yep. Um, I find that to be fascinating. I wonder how this show in this final season, and I hope we talk about it again too, Andy. Um, I think we could definitely do a, uh, uh, end of the season. And I think I know some, at least one or two other people that would make Yeah, We got to get Gina on here. Definitely. Cause I know she, and I'd love to get Mike too. That's, I, that was the other yeah. Mike was, I was going to suggest because now that you're caught up, Mike has awesome one mic for anybody that doesn't know who we're talking about has awesome video recaps of every episode of succession. He does every episode and they're all fantastic. Yeah, definitely. That would be fun to have him But I, I, I'm really interested to see because they really have the like 
and I, and you agree because we were texting about it, and I do have to thank you, and I want to thank also my my old friend Tony, my former <laughs> World of Video co-worker, for pushing me, keep going, because there was a couple times even in watching it where I was like, especially season two, I felt was just very repetitive with the business shit, and I'm yep. not as interested, honestly, though the business machinations are interesting and fun and political, I'm yep. not as interested in that as I am in the family dynamics. Um, I'm also another thing I wonder, will we ever really figure out a little bit more about Roman sexuality? Because I find that to be very interesting. Here we have the, we see very early on the scene with his um, trainer, right? His mm -hmm. very attractive, muscular male trainer who is, yep. he seems to be having a little bit more fun when he's, you know, he's enjoying him contorting his body. And then a couple episodes later, it's like, yeah, we all heard you're getting jerked off by your trainer, Roman, you know? And then like the dick pics to Jerry, like what's going on? I, I always kind of. I'm sure I am. I am almost positive. We're going to see more with that because every time it's, it's always, uh, I don't know, unexpected when they drop something in about that, but yeah. they always do. I mean, and a lot of times it's when he's on the verge of some kind of success. To bring so him I, yes. it, yeah, I, I would not be surprised if we see something about that in the next episode or early in the season, because they appear to have at least appear to have a small victory, even though, like we've said, we don't think we don't, we think this victory might be short lived. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I, I definitely think that, that, uh, that Logan's going to, I don't think he can sit. I don't think he can be that guy at midnight or 2 AM calling ATN and complaining about you know, the rerun yeah. or the late, the late show guy or whatever it the was. Overnight anchor. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think he can be that, but yeah, I, I'm interested because we have delved so deep into Kendall. So deep, really the deepest we've dove deep into Shiv. We've seen many facets of her and this last scene with her and Tom I think is her growing too, right? Where is she yep. going to go now? I mean, it was her idea to have this open, but it wasn't really yep. an open relationship because quite frankly, what she said to Tom was true. She never loved or respected him. Yep. He was basically, I think in a way, really, it was her way of connecting to her father that Tom worked for them. So it, she could maintain that connection. And then once she came in, their relationship disintegrated even more because she didn't yep. need Tom anymore. She had, she, she was, she was jacked right in to the Roy, you yep. know? So we've seen that we've definitely even seen deeper, um, with Logan, right? We, with his, obviously mm -hmm. his brother, you know, his relationships, but Roman remains this kind of fascination who is so fun. I mean, even his, it's rare that I watch a show and I think to, and I am fooled into thinking that it is almost documentary like, and the way he delivers the little one liners, even when someone's walking out of the room and yep. he's just says something disgusting or horrible, <laughs> really just oh. offhand yep. is so brilliant. Uh, it, and it makes you, 
it's like, it was that ad-libbed? And the way they shoot it too, which we haven't really even talked about, the kind of handheld with yeah. lots of jump zooms and, yep. and pans, it makes you feel like it's documentary style. And then it yep. makes it feel like it's paparazzi style at the same time. So you're, you're getting behind the scenes thing, but you really shouldn't be. And then they'll mm-hmm. jump zoom, like really like a flash cut right to someone's close up, you know, yeah, or, the, or lots of shots of like the cameras, like sitting it through a doorway or something. Yes. And you see the people talking behind Good a plant or something. Up. And yeah. Yeah. And they lots especially that. do that when they're getting on the helicopters, there's always an obstruction. <laughs> so it yep. looks like it's a, it's a paparazzi shot, but that mm-hmm. gives us the feeling that we're kind of behind the scenes and then Roman really adds to it. So that's kind of my part of my wish list for this season is to get deeper into Roman because he really, they really have done a magnificent job of obscuring him, but at the same time showing us growth. Right. And well, also, cause he's got a, is he, is he his girlfriend or was that a fiance even? We haven't seen her in a long time. She, well, she's Did gone break now, off? right? Yeah. His I dad, couldn't remember what happened there. Um, at one point, Logan asked him, what happened to that hot piece of ass you were fucking? And he said, uh, yeah, that, you know, that, that kind of, that kind of ran okay. its course. She got tired of me or something, yeah. you know, like he was self-deprecating. Yep. Um, and then yes. he was going after Greg's um, heiress, the princess. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yep. So, but really, we haven't had much in a while on that. No, what what are some of the things that you hope to see out of this season? I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's a show that I really don't have expectations for. If that makes sense, that's pretty rare for me because I normally like to think ahead and all this, but I don't really. I mean, I want to see what. I mean, the name of the show is Succession, so. I'm assuming we have to see what that success, what that, what they, what it means. I mean, it. Ha- I have to think there have to be some form of succession, but <laughs> is the success is the succession going to even be any of his kids? I mean, is it going to end with Logan selling everything? Off? I mean, destroying everything. I mean, I could see, I could see so many different things happening. I don't know what. Do I don't you have a prediction. And, do we want to predict? We just watched the first episode. What do you? How do you think I, this is going to end? I somehow I don't at least one or what I actually, you know what I do want to see. I want to see the three kids. Well, Connor, I don't, I could Connor is the one character. I'm like, I don't, I could t- give her yeah. take t- Connor. I don't really, I mean, I like Alan Ruck as an actor, but I don't really care one way or him or the other. I want to have the three of them like actually wake up. Like we've said, like, like they've kind of been hinted at waking up mm-hmm. and turning into real people. That's what I want to see. I don't know if we're going to see that. I think it might be way darker than that where, I mean, I don't know if they end up, I don't know. Cause I don't, I don't think Logan can take all their money from them. So I don't think they're going to end up poor on the street or anything, but I mean, I could, I guess I could definitely see a Soprano style ending where you don't really know what, what's next. Mm, yeah. Where it goes on because now we do have to, we do have to say there is the, the HBO Max or Max or whatever, there's already been talk of 
spinoffs or something like that, which I, I doubt that they would do that with this show, but you never know. It's so particular in the tone and everything. Yeah. Um, I could see a half hour comedy like entourage style with Roman where they just give him a studio <laughs> and we, yeah. you know what I mean? That would be kind of funny, but um, I don't know. The th- you know, the thing with a spinoff though, I don't, I mean the way that this show is being, and like people that have seen most of this season, like I haven't read the reviews, but I've read like just the, just like the first paragraph mm-hmm. where they kind of give their thoughts on the season and saying how it's a masterpiece and it's going to go down as one of the all time. If it truly goes down as one of the all time great HBO shows, are they really going to do a spinoff? No, I mean, granted no. with new ownership there, they might because they'll try to milk every single thing they can, mm-hmm. but most of those other, and you know what, with game of Thrones having a spinoff, I guess, and everything's on the table at this point. So maybe they would do a spinoff, but I, don't know. I, th- I do think, I do think Logan, dies by the end okay and i think i think we'll i think we'll see the end of logan all right we got a prediction in folks logan died now i had a before i saw the the too much birthday and those last couple episodes i did have a hope that they would all die in a helicopter crash together Mm -hmm. um but i think that would be fitting too that would be kind of fitting right including jerry and carl and hugo all of them Greg, yep. cousin, cousin, Tom, yeah, all of, because honestly, I think cousin Greg may be the worst of all. I think Connor and cousin Greg may, in fact, be the two worst people on the show. But I, you might be right. I've come to really want, like you're saying, I've come to want Kendall and Roman and Shiv, especially Shiv, because I really feel like she still has the most armor of the kids. Oh yeah. And I would totally agree with her marriage breaking down. Now, I don't know if this is going to happen because Sarah Snook is pregnant in real life. Mm -hmm. I thought they were going to integrate that into the show. I don't know where they shot it, but it would be something else. If she gets, I thought I've had the same thought. As soon as I saw her pregnant on the on the press tour, I'm like, I wonder if that's going to be part of the. But but I could it be that she gets divorced from Tom? Like next episode, she finds out, uh, guys, I'm pregnant, and I just divorced Tom, and she's now like going to be a single mother. Like I don't know if they would go in that direction. Um, I don't think they would too. That seems a little, even though this is a lot like a soap opera in a lot of ways. That's a little too soapy for this show. I think Mm, that's what I was thinking too. And it's a, it's a little easy too, right? Yeah. Like, let's take the woman, make her pregnant. That's going to make her have feelings. Um, yep. But I'm interested in what happens to Shiv. I want, I do want that. I think that that scene at their mom's wedding in, in the, in the, in wherever that was at the back of the building where the guys are throwing out the garbage, which I thought that was brilliant too, that the whole thing starts when Kendall sees the 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 um the kid throwing out the garbage and he kind of looks like the kid that died yeah and that kind of sends him into the there's such that's the brilliant writing too little things like that and the foreshadowing but yeah i think we're both agree that i don't want him to die i do want the kids to be real i don't need them to own the company i don't need them to be powerful i don't really care about any of that shit i really would like to see them in some way just look at their dad and say, dad, don't you understand that this is all about the fact that we just want you to love us? 
have you yeah. never yeah. even the, understood the stuff that? With the, yeah, the stuff with the company. And like I, I said, even though the name of the show is Succession, I don't really care if we see. Yeah. I, I don't give two shits about the company. I mean, the I that's I you know one thing thinking about it after you asked that question, I would like to see some of the the former guest stars make appearances if it makes sense, like Holly Hunter or James Cromwell or. Adrian Brody or oh, some of those Adrian people Brody was so in. good that episode. Oh, he was so good, man. Yeah, he I mean, I'm awesome. pr- I'm assuming we're going to see Skarsgård again. I mean, he yeah. he was too big of a part of last season to not see him at least once or twice. So yep. I'm assuming we see him. But, but I love I've loved the guest stars, and I would it'd be fun to see some of them again. It's and like I say more of Roman. I definitely want to see too. Like I agreed with just the more I'm thinking about as we're talking. Even Stewie Stewie was yeah. was was a great character. Um, I'm, I'd be shocked if we didn't see him again. Now, I was a little surprised when the episode started and Connor was like still checking how popular he was in his presidential God. race. And they kept on talking about, I was like, holy shit, is Connor going to be president? But they're not going that direction. So. I, I thought that for a split second, yeah. too. And I'm like, oh, I God, know. please. Or don't he's selected as vice president or something like that. You know, <laughs> oh, like. I would be got to like, maintain oh that one percent. I was I was actually Jesus. laughing and shaking my head at some of that stuff. These motherfuckers have so much. the The thought of helping another human being is like the last thing. Like when I think, like I always talk about this with my wife. Like if we won the lottery or somebody left us or something, like we all of a sudden became success. Like maybe all of a sudden Tarantino watched the VHS of Smokers I gave him twenty years ago, and he's like, <laughs> I want to buy this movie for ten million dollars. The first thing I would think about really is securing my family, but also helping people I love and friends, you know, like everybody would be on the DVR podcast payroll. Trust me, bro. Yeah. But these motherfuckers, that's like the last thing they think about is. Yeah. When he says, well, it costs a hundred million dollars for what? For 1%. Oh my God. And it's like, yeah, some of that is just so, so American. Yeah. Our heroes are all billionaires now. Wasn't it nice back in the day? When like, even like the the actors, musicians, like artists, we knew like nobody was a billionaire. Like today, people are like Jay Z's a billionaire. It's not awesome. Yeah. And I'm like, the no, hyper wealth. Yeah, that's doesn't that's not awesome. I'd rather Jay Z lose all his money and actually do something good again. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, I don't know. That's just me. Anyway, Ando, I know you have to get somewhere for your family, and I gotta yes, go I check do. on my family. Any last uh, words or thoughts you have? Um, not really. It was just, it was, I'm glad you finally got caught up on the show. Cause I've been bugging you for at least two years, I think. So it's, it was, it's been fun talking about it and we definitely need to do a, a check-in again at the end of the season, I think. Well, definitely listen, thanks to my amazing, beautiful, wonderful wife. I am now sitting back in the office in my house. I have an office again. I'm going to be recording many more podcasts. I think I'm going to do four this week. So we're going to be talking about succession. We're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. Join the Patreon, patreon.com slash DVR. Go to DVRpodcast.com. We're going to be covering Rabbit Hole. We are, we're finishing Mayor of Kingstown. We're doing Yellow Jackets. I'm even thinking of doing the new Damon Lindelof show, Mrs. Davis. Because yes. it's Damon Lindelof, and I love him, and he's yep. the best, and we all say he's the best, right, Andy? Uh, he is the best. <laughs> yeah, baby. 
So the uh, I should add too uh, while you were at, talking about Rabbit Hole, I watched the first two episodes, and people should watch the show. I think it's going to be a fun podcast. Super fun! I watched the first episode with my wife last night, and Heath and I are going to record that. Might not be till Thursday or Friday, but we're it was gonna, it was not fun. what I was expecting in a good way, if that makes sense. So and I, I, I really enjoy. It. I think it's going to be fun. I saw that before I watched it, and I was like, "Wow!" Oh as my god! Watching it, yeah. And as I'm watching <laughs> oh. the show, I'm like. I'm glad Andy said that because I agree too. It's different in a way that I I thought it was going to be something else. And mm-hmm. I'm glad it is what it is. And it seems like a lot of fun. But anyway, we could keep on going forever. <laughs> Thank you, Andy, for coming on with me today. Thank you, everybody, for listening. DVRpodcast.com. And you know what, everybody? Fuck off.